Welcome to Faith and Family. I'm Andy Bates. Do you like learning? Are you like me? Are you a lifelong learner? Always interested in, in learning something new or digging deeper into something you already know a little bit about? There's a congregation right here in the St. Louis community that uh, that, that taps into that uh, and, and helps us build on that, that desire to learn more. And uh, always fun to have uh, Pastor Golden in studio to uh, to talk about the lectures at the, the Village Lectures at Village Lutheran Church here in Ladue, Missouri. Thanks to our friends at Concordia University, Wisconsin. Their fine support of Faith and Family on Worldwide KFUO. Speaking of learning a fine institution uh, for higher education, check them out on our website, kfuo.org. Look for Concordia. Cordia University, Wisconsin, in the sponsor section. In studio with me today, the highly esteemed... <laughs> you need to bring your standards up a little bit here, Andy. Yeah. The, uh, the Reverend Dr. Kevin Golden, Pastor Village Lutheran Church in Ladue, Missouri. Pastor Golden, welcome back. It's good to be here. Good to have you in studio. I always enjoy our chats. We've always got, uh, you always bring something interesting to uh, to talk about and always something interesting going on at Village Lutheran Church, uh, a busy congregation right here in, uh, in the St. Louis area. Well, we try to keep our members uh, readily engaged and they want to be readily engaged and then also uh, be a service to our community and beyond also. We've talked about the, the lecture series at Village Lutheran Church in the, the past and it, there's always an intriguing topic. Some of the topics uh, that, that have been included in the, the lecture series. Yeah, so we be, our very first one, which was three years ago, so we've been doing this three years now, if I, my memory serves me correctly, is uh, that was Molly Hemingway mm-hmm. who came in and uh, just spoke about uh, how... Uh, we, how the media handles the reporting of religious matters and such. Uh, then also we've had Dr. John Warwick Montgomery speaking mm-hmm. to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, had Dr. Paul Meyer, a, a favorite of many Lutherans uh, and a great uh, voice, obviously. Uh, Craig Parton has talked to us on the matter of uh, Christianity for the academic as well as the artist and such. Uh, we've had... Um, uh, Tim Gagline, kind of tag-teaming with uh, LCMS President Matthew Harrison, talking about issues about how we deal with religious freedom on the political level. So we've had a host of different uh, speakers along the way. Uh, Al Schmidt, local individual, also a member of our congregation, he has spoken uh, as well, uh, specifically about the influence of Christianity upon culture in a very positive way and such. So, uh, And that's been the major focus of all of our lectures. The thing that unifies them all is about how culture and Christianity converge and how Christianity has a positive impact upon the culture. And looking at that historically, opportunities we have today to, in that very uh, realm, and then also looking towards the future about how the church uh, might be doing this in the future. And so all of those, yeah, about culture and Christianity coming together, and that certainly we've got the hanging curveball this year in that uh, realm because it is 2017, the 500th anniversary of the Reformation. So talk about having a huge impact on culture. The Reformation most certainly did that not only 500 years ago, but has for the entirety of the 500 years. Uh, If you listen to people talk about, historians speak about the Reformation, they'll talk about uh, the Reformation's impact on economics, uh, the Reformation's impact upon governmental systems, and on down the line, all these different issues. Um, And in the end, yes, the Reformation's had that huge impact. But the one thing you'd have to say is, of course, the Reformation is first and foremost about Christ. 
and the proclamation of the gospel. And that is what changes culture, uh, has a, a salutary impact upon culture and brings about a very good thing. A lecture series, we, we quite often associate that with, with higher education and, mm-hmm. and, and learning. And there is, you brought up a point that I, I want to 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 follow up on a little more, and that is typically historians, lecturers, professors, would, when it comes to the topic of the Reformation, would would cover those those very things right. you mentioned the the cultural aspects, mm-hmm. but miss out on really what the Reformation right. ultimately was about. Sure, the Reformation impacted us, uh, impacted uh, society significantly mm-hmm. in a number of ways, all those first article things that, that, that you just mentioned mm-hmm. a little bit ago, but you don't find this kind of substance in lectures in many other settings, in, in many other academic settings. Uh, maybe our Concordias might have lectures like this, but you don't find this this intersection of culture and Christianity in a lecture series in other settings. Well, in part, that is because one of our goals, we have a lot of goals when it comes to the lecture series. Uh, One is to simply be a resource to our congregation. Also, we want to be a resource to the larger Lutheran community, Christian community of the St. Louis area. And also even beyond that, because we do record all these and then uh, they end up being posted on our website. So actually, if you go to villagelectures.com, you can watch all of the previous lectures and and, uh, glean from those. So we that allows us to have a, a very broad impact as people get to uh, view that. and But also, uh, one of our chief goals is we'd like to connect with our specific community. And, you know, Village is located in a community that a food pantry really is not going to be a way that I can connect with our community because it's a more affluent community. Uh, one thing that the community does value is uh, education intellectual enterprises and such. And so there's a variety of things we do to try to connect uh, along those lines. We have a a regular, we regularly host uh, musical events, classical music events that uh, would resonate with our community. But also here's an opportunity for those who uh, have an interest in that intersection, uh, kind of a a clear focus upon how Christianity impacts the culture, gives them an opportunity to come in our doors that we might connect with them. And then in the process, they also learn something rather valuable. Man, that is, that's so significant. Understanding your community, your context in order to, uh, to serve and to reach your community. Yeah. And, uh, there's a, a lot of, every community is different. The first congregation I served was very different than what, um, and where Village is located. And so there were specific things we could do there that uh, worked well. And so Village is a different location. But in the end, the thing that I have found, you know, I've served in different contexts where the demographics and the socioeconomics are significantly different. But in spite of that, the thing that you always end up seeing is, hey, it's still the same because the needs are still the same. You know, sin still wreaks havoc in every situation, no matter the socioeconomics, the demographics. Sin is still sin, and it's still the same sins beset people in those settings. And it's the same gospel, the same Savior, the same Christ who gives answer to that. As I sometimes say, it's uh, it may be a different context, but it's one church, one mission. It's it's still right. that that right. that mm-hmm. one mission that we have 
as a church uh, to bring that gospel to a world uh, hurting with sin. Amen. It's broken yep. with yes. sin. Uh, it doesn't matter what the context is. <laughs> right, right. Many different contexts, but when you when it all comes down to the human condition, it's mm-hmm. it's it's really the same context the, in that and, sense. And of course, this is why read scripture, and you're reading a text from 2,000 years ago, or some of the uh, let's say a prophetic text from 2,800 years ago, and yet what is being described there as the prophet cries out against a specific sin, you'd think he was speaking directly to us today, which of course he is, because the same sin plagues us and the same Savior delivers us no matter what time frame, what ethnic setting we find ourselves in. There's nothing new under the sun. And um, while that's tragic when it comes to sin, the same sin plagues us, uh, it is glorious because we have a Savior. You mentioned the, the your context, your community, um, you know, an affluent community, and and so lecture series certainly may be appealing uh, more so than some some other ways that you might try mm-hmm. to reach out into the community. What about this? The, the, uh, but a lecture regarding Christianity, how does that appeal to? your community. Right. So this is why, in part, because we've wanted to not only serve Christians from our community, from throughout the St. Louis area, throughout the nation as they watch online and such, we really wanted to uh, also have a venue that would be inviting to those who maybe are either on the periphery of the church or outside the church completely. And so that's why we've uh, had items such as um, uh, religious freedom, that that is something that people might have an interest in, even if they themselves are not really engaged in the life of the church or how the media reports on things, et cetera, that uh, it the cultural aspect that uh, resonates with others. And of course, this year, with it being the Reformation, that has a broad appeal, especially 500th anniversary. It's at the forefront. It's being talked about in various venues. And uh, it's just one of those that um, if we didn't jump on it, I would be looking back in a year from now saying, where mm-hmm. where was I? You know, What was wrong with me that we didn't do something to kind of seize upon the moment? In some ways, I'm I'm curious to see how mainstream media is going to cover this mm-hmm. this year. I mean, I've heard nothing in mainstream media so far. Right, right. Yeah, it's been very minimal in the mainstream media. Maybe come October, we're going to get a bit more in that regard. Um, and I would venture to guess, you know, of course, there's the new uh, PBS Luther movie that uh, our seminary, mm-hmm. Concordia Seminary, and other good Lutheran scholars helped out a lot with. And I think that's going to be a benefit. Uh, but we'll see how that is received. Likewise, I think the other thing you're going to hear a whole lot more about is the the cultural aspects, you know, and one that I didn't mention before that, of course, is maybe the largest uh, cultural impact is just how the Reformation shaped the future of the German language, the development of the German language. You know, Luther's translation of the Bible into German shaped the German language significantly. And it's one of the lead reasons why when you talk to historians of all stripes and they talk about the, the most prevalent, significant figures in Western civilization over the last thousand years, 2,000 years. Luther is regularly ranked in the top 10, top five, uh, because one of the big ones is just how the cultural impact of the Reformation itself. So the 
his translation of the Bible certainly impacted culture in a number of ways. And so how many regard Luther is more about the, the cultural influence that he had mm-hmm. than, than, yeah. than the understanding of the, the, the scriptures and, and just engaging with the scriptures. Yes. And of course, we would never deny the cultural impact that was mm-hmm. had there, but talk to Luther, listen to Luther, and you'd see that the only reason those impacts took place is because everything was first and foremost about Christ and the gospel. And Christ and the gospel actually impact everything. You know, that's that's the beauty of the gospel. It's not just a little uh, item that you can put into a box and that's where it stays, but rather it infiltrates everything and changes everything so that, hey, because Christ is God in human flesh and has redeemed us from our sin, that changes everything about how I interact with other human beings and therefore culture ha- needs to change as a result. We have a, a fairly new pro- Well, I guess the program has been running about a year here at KFUO uh, in the afternoons around uh, 2, 2.30. Short program, one minute, called The Book. It's from the Museum of the Bible, and it addresses those very issues, how the Bible has intersected with culture and impacted culture uh, throughout history. Very interesting. It's uh, from the Museum of the Bible, where our friend Dr. Jeff Cloa is headed yes. to serve. Yes. Yeah. Uh, actually, I think he's, uh, he's I think he has there. already started, I believe, yeah. Yeah, in that new spot. Yeah. And uh, it's, a, it's an exciting um, new museum yes. that's opening in Washington, D.C. That, that presents the, those very same issues, how the Bible has impacted culture. And, and hopefully, as we look at those subjects, we dig deeper into the book that uh, that has done all of that and yes. more. Yes, yep. yep. Well, the, uh, the lecture series, uh, the next lecture in the lecture series is regarding the, the Reformation. Why Reformation? Well, because we're at the 500th anniversary, mm-hmm. all right? And uh, seizing upon that coming to the forefront in one way or another, uh, our specific topic kind of keeping with this matter of the intersection of Christianity and culture is is the Reformation still relevant? And so the point there is, hey, you can talk about the Reformation in a, its historical sense, you know, what happened 500 years ago and in the following generations and such, but does that even matter today? Now, Andy, you can kind of guess the answer we're going to drive at is... No. no you got it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the answer will be a resounding yes. yes. Of course the Reformation is relevant, but that leads to yet another question. Well, what is that relevancy? Why is it relevant? How is it relevant for today? And that's where our two speakers are going to enlighten us uh, in many ways. We have a little soundbite from our, our speakers today as well. Familiar voice here on KFUO, uh, Pastor Jonathan Fisk, one of the speakers at the next uh, lecture in the Village Lecture Series, the uh, September 9th lecture. Yes, yeah, I haven't on... said yet. It's sept- Saturday, September 9, uh, beginning at 1 p.m., 1 to 4 p.m. is the lecture itself. So here's what Pastor Fisk has to say about uh, this lecture. Let me uh, make sure we got it nice and loud. 
A conference that in the past has had a number of things connected to it, including social issues that would engage and be of interest to people throughout the Protestant Christian world and maybe even the Roman Catholic world. Why would they suddenly want to have us talking about the Reformation? Isn't that kind of a different direction? And I think the answer to that is no. One of the ways that Christianity can be stronger in the world is if we well, agree on, the, on what we present, on what we say. And what we're going to be doing is talking about how the Reformation is a platform for that. It may not be where we all agree, but it's at least the place where we started disagreeing. And so if we're going to make a, a stand against the kind of rising tide of the postmodern age, it'd be good to go back and kind of figure out, well, where do we stand together? Where do we not? And I'm going to present myself uh, that the Augsburg Confession is a good place for having that conversation, while uh, Pastor Wolfmuller will present on the value of the gospel and how if we can't agree on this one thing, what are we doing? You know, trying to, to deal with everything else. Pastor Wolfmuller is a stunning presenter and conversationalist. You will not be bored. I can promise you that. Just don't ask him to do any stand-up comedy or he might get distracted and spend more time laughing than uh, uh, than communicating. That's a, a fun thing for him. He likes to laugh a lot. But I'm, I'm, I'm half in jest here and, and giving him a hard time. You won't be disappointed by his presentation and hopefully mine following will also be, well, worth your time. Is the Reformation still relevant? Is the Reformation still worth it? The answer is yes, even if you're not a Lutheran, because it's a platform for us to engage each other as we seek to engage the world around us. Credo Christians, those who confess Father, Son, and Spirit looking for the life of the world to come. I'm Pastor Jonathan Fisk, and hopefully this encourages you to consider joining us. All right, catch you soon. Rock on. Rock on, Pastor Cole. Uh, yes, yeah. <laughs> you know, that fits me real well. <laughs> That's very much Pastor Fisk. <laughs> <laughs> he, he spoke about agreement. Yes. Yeah. Uh, being uh, an, an important topic in this uh, in this issue of is the is the Reformation still relevant today? Um, why is agreement significant for us as Christians? And where does disagreement fit in? <laughs> and this really gets into the whole point of the Reformation. The Reformation was a reformation. It was not a revolution. The whole goal of the Reformers was not to revolt against the church and create something new, but simply to reform the church, uh, to bring the doctrine and practice of the church in line, in agreement with what uh, Scripture says and what the church had been teaching throughout the years. And this is even why, if you look at the Lutheran confessions, you listen to the Reformers, they'd regularly quote from the church fathers, and that wasn't because the church fathers had an authority on par with scripture, no, not at all, but rather it was a way to say, we are not doing something new here, folks. We're not coming up with new teachings, new doctrines. We are not uh, revolutionaries with novelist approach towards the faith. No, we are reformers who are simply holding forth, remaining faithful to what has been given to us by the apostles and what the church has long taught. So here's what we still uh, we agree on. Here is the the truth that we we cling to. Uh, these are the things that we agree on. Now, yes. he, he 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 spoke about uh, agreement and disagreement, and and then uh, in a postmodern age. Yeah. What yeah. agreement and disagreement meant at the time of the Reformation and what agreement and disagreement mean in this postmodern age, I think, are two different things. Are You're they very, not? Much, very much true. Uh, in large part, it gets down to the matter of truth being absolute or not. In a postmodern era, you know, it's very common in our age to hear people talk about, well, you, you have your truth, I have mine, and we can just coexist and such. And that is you know, foreign, not just to 
a biblical mind. It's not only foreign to the reformers, it's just foreign to critical thinking, because uh, the reality is this, that when you say yes to something, that implies or requires a whole bunch of no's, all right? To say yes is to say no, so that you ask me, is two plus two four? And I say yes. That also means a whole bunch of no's. It means two plus two, no, it's not five. It's not three. No, it's not seven. And and on down the line, that um, every yes requires a no. And so therefore, to say that I agree to something also necessarily means that I disagree with some other things that are antithetical to the very thing that I agree. Let's take a listen to Pastor Wolf Miller as he speaks about the uh, the upcoming pres- or lecture. I think he is trying to get involved in who says what, and he's tried to offer me the historical part of the presentation in the hopes that my presentation will be more boring than his presentation. Uh, but I promise that that is simply impossible. It won't. It won't be the case. Uh, but excited to hear what he has to say. Excited to be there to meet the people as well. The program goes from one to four. There'll be a reception afterwards, which I understand they're going to have some Albrecht Durer woodcuts from the Reformation to show. Uh, as well. Pastor Wolf Miller talking more about the history. Never boring. Yes. Never boring. Yeah. You know, history uh, properly understood. You know, I know plenty of people who say, oh, I hated taking history when I was in school. It was always so boring. Names and dates. And I just got to memorize all this. And when history is properly presented, it is the opposite of boring. It's just engaging because here you have a story of what is going on, and how often have you heard, hey, Hollywood could not write a script this good? And that's really true when it comes to history, is just, it is so engaging when you actually have it set forth in its uh, full beauty. I am uh, currently rereading Genesis, listening to Genesis. Good, good. And now I understand where soap operas get all their storylines. Uh, yeah. That's exactly right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I mean, you, you just can't make this stuff up. It's no, the human no. race and, and how and it, sin has corrupted us, you know. <laughs> and it gets back to what we were talking about before. There's nothing new under the sun. Right. The same sin uh, that we see surrounding us in our age and within our very selves also as sinners present back at the time of Genesis, and the Redeemer comes through in both settings. Now, uh, Pastor Wolfmiller and Pastor Fisk speaking at the uh, the next lecture in the lecture series, the Village Lecture Series. Uh, are they speaking one at a time, or are they just going to try to talk over one another? <laughs> I will have the uh, unenviable task of kind of being the moderator to kind of <laughs> make sure they're not speaking over each other, though I, I, it's going to be engaging. They do a, a wonderful back and forth, and we're still working out the details exactly how the two of them will, uh, whether it will be one goes and the other goes, and kind of back and do you get a buzzer? And, uh, I might have to uh, control the... Uh, An air horn? <laughs> yeah, or the uh, soundboard so I can just <laughs> turn off their mic when it's the right time. But no, it should be uh, very good. Now, you also heard Pastor Wolfmuller in that... Uh, little snippet from him mentioning that, you know, the lectures from one to four on Saturday, September 9th at Village. But following that, we do have a reception afterward. And part of the reception is that we're going to have some Albrecht Durer wood uh Woodprints, wood uh-huh. yeah, woodcuts, and so those are um, being brought to us by our good friends at Concordia Historical Institute. You know, uh, Doctor Harmelink. Absolutely. All right, so he'll be making sure those are present for us. So we thank the good folk at Concordia Historical Institute for making that available. But also, this is another good example of here is the cultural impact 
of the Reformation. It had an impact in in the arts. Mm-hmm. All right, and uh, so you get to view that itself. You know, and and although. I really want to have the lecture itself as the centerpiece. The reality also is, folks, these woodcuts, these are like museum quality. Mm-hmm. This is the kind of stuff that you might go to, you know, a, a, a very nice museum in New York City, and this is the kind of thing you'd be looking to see, and we're going to have them right there. So. And some of the uh, fantastic Village Lutheran music as well. Yeah, we'll have some music going on, and uh, we'll have uh, a little something to nibble on also. So we're going to try to set a, a little bit, bit of an Oktoberfest theme when it comes to the reception afterward. After all, if we're marking the Reformation and well, it's September 9. We're <laughs> a few weeks away from October. Yeah, we'll uh, kind of go with that Oktoberfest theme. And a book signing. Uh, both of these presenters are also yes. authors as well. Yes, both uh, Pastor Fisk, he'll have uh, books there uh, that he has authored. Pastor Wolf Mueller will also have his books present. And so he'll be doing the book signing as well. So uh, if you own a copy, bring it with you and they'll sign it. If you don't, we'll have uh, copies of their books for sale. September 9th, beginning at 1 p.m., the lectures... Uh, uh, going until 4, 4 p.m. PM. And then the reception. Very good. VillageLectures.com is the place to find out more information taking place at Village Lutheran Church on Clayton Road in Ladue, Missouri on September 9th. Check it out. Pastor Golden, always a pleasure to have you in studio. Thanks for sharing about uh, this great lecture series in this intersection of culture and Christianity. Always good to be with you. Coming up in just a little bit, to learn more about uh, the upcoming Mercy Medical Team and how you can be a part of it. You're listening to Faith and Family on Worldwide KFUO. Concordia University, Wisconsin, and Mequon overlooks a half mile of beautiful Lake Michigan shoreline. CUW campus is located 15 miles north of Milwaukee with over 70 undergraduate majors, 28 graduate degree programs, and doctorate programs in pharmacy, physical therapy, occupational therapy, and nursing practice. CUW offers online learning and accelerated learning at one of nine Wisconsin centers and one in St. Louis. Traditional or accelerated education, CUW has the program for you. CUW.edu.